Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram's High School Huddle Podcast. I'm Peter Dawson, and I'm joined this week, as always, by our high school sports reporter, Brian Gossett. Brian, how are you doing this week? I'm doing fantastic. Another weekend. Almost uh, playoffs in sight for football. We're going to look back at the Week 9 games, preview some marquee Week 10 matchups, also talk about volleyball playoffs, which began Monday night, and uh, we'll look ahead at actually some area college stars that had some huge games this weekend. Yeah, it's a bit of a new segment for us, but first we're going to go back to the two games that Brian went to in Week 9, looking back first. And these were two games that uh, that came down to the very last minute, both one-score games. And we'll start with the Thursday night at Clark Stadium. Seems like you picked the right one to go to, where Boswell hung on to beat South Hills 33-30. The Pioneers clinched a playoff spot in uh, in 3-5A Division One, despite having their second-string quarterback actually start the game. How did that happen, and how did this game kind of end up the way it did? Yeah, their uh, starting quarterback, Braden Thomas, a junior who's been a starter since his freshman year, kind of banged up and injured, but uh, Coach Abinchen had mentioned that he might be back in Week 10. Chance Dots was the backup that started. Didn't see a lot of playing time, um, but you know he performed well, made some plays, managed the game well. I think he had over uh, 215 yards passing, a couple touchdowns. Uh, big game, you know. South Hills actually took the lead, 13 to nine, at halftime. Um, I really wanted to go to this game because I wanted to see Anthony Watkins, who we've talked about, the running back at South Hills, who's actually our second leading rusher um, in the Fort Worth area. 187 yards behind, rushing. Behind who? Behind our man, uh, Action Jackson, Quinton Jackson. Uh, 187 yards rushing. He finished. He's the Missouri commit. He actually needed. 98 to hit 2,000 on the season, and he got that in the first half. (laughs) (laughs) It was on a 27-yard touchdown run, actually, to take the lead. Uh, But Boswell hung on there, second half. They they made some plays. Uh, John John Diaz, their their star defensive back, had a pick, his sixth interception of the season. Um, Their running backs, you know, Cody Mayberry and and Derek Berry really – I think they combined for about 200 yards rushing, and and they hung on, and it was a big win. Like you mentioned, they clinched the playoff spot, and uh, there's still a chance, small chance, that they could get a co-district championship. They we they would need some help uh, with with Azel. Right, and obviously them with with the backup quarterback and showing a lot of res- resiliency. And you mentioned Azel because they lost uh, Boswell lost to Azel recently, and so, like you said, there's a, still a chance for them to win the district. But I guess Azel. Bringing up Azel is a good segue because you went to Azel's high school's game, excuse me, Azel High School's game last Friday, where the Hornets hosted the Brewer Bears. Azel improved to eight and one, a bit of a surprise team. We've talked about them before. They held on for a twenty-four seventeen win again, another one-score game. You you seem to pick the right competitive games this week. All right? Why was this such a significant win for them? Uh, because they did they clinched the district championship. Uh, you know if it. They have the week off in week 11, so if Boswell were to win out and actually if Azel were to lose this week, then uh, there could be a co-district championship. But Azel, regardless, uh, got the number one seed heading into the playoffs here in a couple of weeks. 24-17, kind of a closer game than, than many people thought. It actually started like it would be kind of a blowout. They were up 17-3 to at halftime. 
and they just kind of slipped up in the second half. They committed three three fumbles, which is not very like Azo this year, uh, as I talked to Coach Devin Dorsch, but they went up 24-10. Brewer, you know, came back, made a one-score game, and they actually had a chance to tie it late with about 30 seconds left, but uh, Grayson Burgess had a, had a huge pick to end the game with a couple of seconds left. Senior night, last home game, you know, they had the trophy there. They celebrated uh, district championship and the number one seed. And uh, like I mentioned, talked to Coach Doris uh, after the game. Well, it's, it's a lot of emotions. I'm super proud of these kids. They've uh, been overcoming adversity all year long. We had some injuries tonight, and uh, they were able to overcome it. And we've played good defense all year, and it, uh, it's, it's a nice way to finish with the defense on the field when you know that you have uh, that kind of confidence in it. You mentioned Azel this coming week. Who's up on the docket this week, and do you think there's any chance they maybe slip and have to share that code district? No, no, no they don't slip. Uh, I believe they have – they travel to Saginaw, I think, and I think Saginaw's got one, maybe two wins on the year. I think Azel takes care of that. Uh, I think it's maybe three, four touchdown type of win. And, um, yeah, Coach Doris has been – he's actually an Azel alum. Okay. So this means a lot to them. Uh, 2014 was the last time they hoisted a, a district trophy. They went they went uh, 11 and two that year, and so eight and one this season. They look well on their way, and uh, you know I just talked to Coach Doris again just about uh, what it means to to bring another district championship to to Azo. It's unbelievably special. Uh, these kids uh, have worked so hard. And uh, I, can't, I can't even put it into words, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm just so proud of them. We've uh, played every week like it's a faceless opponent. And even when it's a rivalry game like Brewer, I feel like our kids did the, the same thing we've been teaching them all year long. And just really proud of them. Not exactly uh, the same teams, not exactly the same history, but I think we've talked about surprising teams. I'd put Azel in a similar category as Haltham. I mean, I, two teams that, again, weren't picked to necessarily uh, – do, do poorly, but obviously not necessarily to win either. What do you expect? And I guess we could lump Haltham in as well, but mo- mostly from Azel going forward. I mean, we, 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 you know, having them having one week in and week out, they're obviously no fluke. They seem primed to do big things. I know we're not quite at the playoffs yet, but it's coming up. What, yeah. do, you, what, do, you, what do you think about them going forward? And, you know, we mentioned this last week, but Azel was – pick to finish six in their district I think Haltom was second uh, okay so a little bit different yeah and so I think there's a chip on their shoulder to, to begin the year I mean in fact I I took you know Boswell to win the district a lot of people took Boswell to win it um, well I, it makes sense they tr- traditionally right have. and I can't I I don't know if I had Azo even in the playoffs I might have had them fourth or fifth but they've just come out and um like Coach Doris mentioned, they've their defense is is their strong point. Their offense is is really good with Trey Owens, who's a really good dual threat quarterback. Uh, a lot of key pieces, you know, Billy Copeland is is uh, is a really good runner. Uh, I think he had 98 yards against Brewer, but just week in and week out, and and like I said, week 11 they they end with a bye. They they end the season one week earlier than most teams, so. Let's see if that helps. Uh, get a little time to rest up. Rest up, more Get prepared, healthy, and they need it healthy. now with a quarterback especially, right? Yeah, and, uh, you know, because it looks like they might face Colleyville Heritage, which is another sort of – Quasi-rivalry, right? right? And so maybe gain that extra week might get them uh, over the top. 
Well, now we're going to take a look at another Fort Worth area team to win last week, and that would be Grapevine. They took the Battle of the Red Rail over Colleyville Heritage. A lot of points in this one, 59-20. to 20. Uh, You have running back Rashawn uh, Prier, 122 yards and two touchdowns. Timothy Drysdale with a pick six and a 93-yard fumble return for a touchdown. That's a lot of points for just one defensive player. Mustangs approved to seven and one and four and one in the district, and they have a huge, huge game this week. Really big challenge against number three Denton Ryan over at Dragon Stadium. Uh, you know we hate putting labels on things, but would you say that's the the game of this week at least? It's one of the games this week because Ryan comes in undefeated. Grapevine one loss on the season. They're actually playing at their uh, their second home, South Lake Carroll's Dragon Stadium again. That's where the Colleyville Heritage game was because, uh, once again, the uh, Mustang Panther Stadium is, is, is still not finished. <laughs> when is that expected to be done, by the way? Is that this season or are we still looking at another another calendar year? I don't think it's going to be done this football season. They've been they've been talking maybe a, a playoff game if they even get a home home game. But uh, they, they did mention that it would be done by a soccer season, which would start in January. Again, that's where both schools play at. So... We'll see. Uh, who knows? Let's just say it'll be done before 2019 <laughs> season. How about that? Well, one one could only hope. Yeah, and so yeah, it's it's a big game. You know, Ryan is the last three or four years have been you know that team, state semifinals the last two seasons. So Grapevine, let's see if uh, they can step up to the challenge. But you know, another other teams that have won. You know, Birdville, another undefeated team, eight and zero. They actually play Colleyville Heritage this week. Last week they beat Newman Smith, Stone Earl, 362 yards passing, four touchdowns. Weatherford, we'll kind of talk about them a little more uh, later on in the podcast. They beat Abilene to stay in the playoff hunt. Ken Seals, a lot of offers, uh, the top pro-style quarterback in the 2020 class. In the state, right? In the state. One of the top yeah. quarterback recruits in the country as well, right. I believe. He's got some uh, Big Ten offers. 367 through the air, four touchdowns. Uh, Haltom and Lamar, Salt Lake Carroll, Arlington, they all improved to 8-0. They joined Birdville. Uh, others to win and, and stay in that playoff hunt. Arlington Martin, Keller, Burleson Centennial, Fort Worth Southwest, Wyatt. Uh, Fossil Ridge got a late field goal with, with a couple of seconds to spare to beat Timber Creek. Alito, they won their 82nd straight district game. Wow, um, I mean, that's a, that's a huge number. A streak that started in like 2007. And then Granbury, uh, 74 points, uh, which they don't score a lot of points these days, but uh, 74 is is probably uh, maybe a school record. I don't want to put you too much on the spot or get you in too much hot water because obviously you are the one that is is going to these games, not myself, although hopefully that might change as we get closer to the playoffs. Of that group of 8-0 teams, I mean, we, we you just listed a bunch there. Which is the one that you think – might be susceptible to I don't want to say a, a, a district loss but maybe a, an earlier playoff um, depending on how the, a playoff loss depending on how the matchups maybe shake out uh, if I were to start with the week 10 and week 11 games uh, probably Lamar I mean Lamar and Arlington are going to face in week 11 so someone is someone's got to go down right Ar- uh, Lamar actually gets Bowie here in week 10 so they, ha- I think they have the toughest remaining schedule of any of our undefeated teams. Uh, Birdville, 
Burville might be a close second. Heck, they might be. It might be a one A one B situation because they get Colleyville Heritage this week, and then they finish up with Ryan in Week 11, which is another sort of undefeated district championship game. Uh, but I would think Lamar. We haven't talked about Lamar a lot. They're sort of another surprise team, and so they get their their first challenge. I would say this week with with Bowie. Switching gears really quickly, we're going to look at Taps schools here. Nolan Catholic wins along with Lake County, uh, Lake Country Christian, excuse me, Country Day, Grace Prep, as well as Fort Worth Christian. Brian, you wanted to talk about Grace Prep for a second. Yeah, they beat Colleyville Covenant on Saturday, actually winning the the district title there. Uh, Fort Worth Christian, as you mentioned, also won big games from uh, Tyler Noop. 330 yards passing and five touchdowns. Chance Looper, 228 receiving and three more touchdowns. And, uh, you know, expect those guys to be up for our player of the week. We haven't talked a whole lot about taps uh, so far. We've touched on it a little bit. What is there? What would you say is the tap school in this area that, you know, you think could, could maybe surprise as we inch closer to the playoffs? Uh, if we stick in the Fort Worth area, probably not only Catholic. They're in the the biggest, you know, conference six right. A. Um, you know, Grace Prep winning a district title. Obviously, they they can make it a deep run. Colleyville Covenant went to the state final last year, but they're sort of on the downslope. But you know, anything could change in the playoffs. Uh, and then if we kind of venture out into the Dallas area, you know, you have Plano Prestonwood who's undefeated, and then you have Trinity Christian uh, Cedar Hill with. Deion Sanders, the, the offensive coordinator, the defending state title. Right, and and his son just got an offer from Florida State, right? Yeah, I believe and so. he has two sons. One is the cornerback, uh, one is the cornerback, and one is the quarterback. Naturally. Uh, two of the most athletic positions on the field makes sense. Right, and so Shiloh is the corner. He's the older one. He got the uh, Florida State offer is where you know Deion Sanders was, I think, an All-American. Right. And then the quarterback is a sophomore, and he's putting up, you know, big numbers. And they're still undefeated. And uh, we'll see if they can defend their state title. Now moving along into some of the marquee games in this week, which would be Week Ten. And let's talk about the two that you're covering. Uh, our favorite—I don't want to say our favorite, but our the most talked about running back on this program, and with good reason. Quinton Jackson of Benbrook—they're taking on Kenningdale. We've we've kind of teased this game for a couple weeks. That game's on Thursday night at Clark Stadium. Biggest game of the season for these two teams. What are you looking for? And and I don't know. You know, we we've tried not to make predictions, but with, with these two, you know, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, they should uh, give me a season pass at Clark Stadium because I'm there <laughs> again. Uh, this is by far the biggest test for either team. Uh, the district is not too too tough but this will be for the district championship Canada actually uh, finishes this week they got a bye in week 11 and then Ben Brooks got one more week but uh, district championship on the line in, in 6-4A division one Ben Brook is that you know younger team this is only their third varsity season they started 0-10 and 2-8 and and now they're 7-1 Big turnaround. Big turnaround, and and Jackson is is a big reason why he's got over twenty five hundred yards rushing and over thirty touchdowns. And Kennedy, you know, typically they're district champs every year. Uh, they went to the state title game last season. 
state semifinals a season before that. It's so a l- little surprising that they kind of have to right. close out a season here with some competition after after what they've been used to the last couple seasons. They graduated a lot of kids. Um, you know, one of them was a running back, Jaden Knowles. He went to college. And then five of their six on the offensive line all graduated and are playing at the next level. So that says a lot. Um, but they're still, you know, they're still Kennedale. They've still got a good defense. J.D. Coffey in the, the secondary, he's, he's a top 20, 21 guy. Canada actually has won 38 straight district games. I believe it was October 2011, I want to say, is their last district loss. Wow, and it's amazing to think that Benbrook, the team like you just mentioned, the team that, that only won a couple games the last two seasons, is, might actually be the one to end that streak. Yeah, and, you know, predictions uh, have get me in hot water. <laughs> Over the last couple of weeks, but uh, you know, if I were to be- predict a winner, I think I would take uh, upstart Benbrook. Wow! So he's going with the upset. Is that is that a lesson learned from the Haltom series, or are those two separate? No, I think yeah. I'd look at Haltom, and you know, uh, maybe don't take the 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 little guys too lightly. And so it's going to be a close game. Actually, it might be a quick game because. They're both running the ball. Yeah, Canada you know, loves 50 to run. times a game. They both love to run the ball. They actually come in uh, combined 600 yards rushing per game. So I'm excited if it's a quick game. You know, I right. beat my deadline. <laughs> um, we're going to stick in Fort Worth again now for one on Friday night. Private school matchup here. Nolan Catholic traveling to All Saints. This is actually a rematch of the first round of the playoffs. I'm sure both from last season, both teams, uh, the fans and the schools, not for forgetting about that one the Vikings looking for some revenge how is this different than the game that took place in the playoffs last year uh well first off that was at Nolan Nolan hosted the first round game and all Saints came in I can't remember the score but it was it was ugly it was a blowout uh all Saints went on they actually reached the the final four in taps last season but it's a lot different because now all Saints last season they were kind of they were almost like an all-star team. They had so many, I so much talent. Yeah, so much talent. I can't remember. I want to say like 18, 18 seniors that might have went on to the next level or something like that. They had you know Oklahoma commits, just all all across the board. And now they're struggling this year because everyone's graduating, and and Nolan is kind of that team now. That's 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 the all like the all-state team yeah. from last year. Yeah, because they have you start with. Uh, defensive end Nana Osafa Mensa, who's, you know, I think in the top 20 in terms of uh, defensive ends in the country. He's the Notre Dame commit. And then you have Richard Silva, who's a top 2020 guy at the linebacker position. And then Chance Cover, who's been getting looks at, you know, Army, Navy, uh, Ivy League, uh, talks with Baylor, Texas Tech. You know, he's, he's a linebacker and tight end. And so. Uh, Sean Holton's another one getting looks. Ben Coyer. I mean, I, I the list goes on. Uh, the list goes on, and so this one's at All Saints uh, again. Re- some revenge um, after getting that beat down at home last year. You know, trying to return the favor, I guess. Uh, and again, if we we're going to make predictions, I I would guess Nolan Catholic. They only they come in with one loss on the year, and they're just they're they're looking really good this year to to make to beat All Saints and hopefully make a playoff run. 
few other Week 10 games to keep an eye on. Arling, Ar, excuse me, Arlington trying to go to 9-0 and versus Sam Houston. You also have Fossil and Keller in a battle for third place in uh, five, Class 5-6A. Arlington Heights and Boswell, Mansfield and Cedar Hill. And the last one in that group would be Birdville versus Colleyville Heritage. We touched uh, a little bit on that one earlier. What are a few other games you're looking at? You also got Southwest and White, another kind of second place battle in their district. Both teams three and one. Lamar, another team trying to go to nine and zero. Oh. Uh, as I mentioned, just the final two weeks are pretty tough with Bowie and then Arlington in week eleven. If they did go nine and zero, oh, that'd be the first time since two thousand three. And then Weatherford, we'll we'll end with Weatherford. They play Richland, and this is a huge playoff implication type of game. They're trying to make the playoffs for the first time since 2007. And would be Weatherford. Would be Weatherford. They come in uh, tied with Richland at one and three. They're a game back of Abilene, which is two and three. But you know Weatherford beating Abilene helps because now they have the tiebreaker. Uh, they would, they wouldn't clinch it with a win, but I mean this would be huge. Uh, they get LD Bell in week 11, and then Abilene and Richland still have to play U.S. Trinity. So you figure. That's a loss for both teams right there. So uh, we'll see if Ken Seals can put up you know another 350 yards uh, against this Richland squad. That, Probably going to need to, right? Yeah, they're going to need to because Richland trying to get that playoff spot as well, and and their team that you know coming off a state quarterfinal appearance last season. So we'll see. Uh, that should be a good matchup. That one's actually in Weatherford. Now, football still has a couple of weeks to go before the playoffs get going. The volleyball postseason actually began Monday night, and a few area teams picked up by district titles. That's this past Monday, so a few days ago once this podcast goes up. What teams have stood out to you? Uh, I actually went to Timber Creek High School where they hosted uh, Northwest and Birdville, and Northwest you know, took the first set uh, 25-23. Birdville came in, only seven losses on the year, and they kind of they rebounded in a big way. Uh, they beat Northwest in four sets. They actually won the, the last three, 25-14, 25-15, 25-16, so they move on to the area round. Uh, they will await Burleson and Fort Worth Eastern Hills later on uh, on Thursday and Friday, depending on uh, when their game will be. But after the game, talk to some Birdville kids, uh, Actually, Caitlin Sykes, senior middle, who's committed to Arkansas, uh, Fort Smith. I think it was just a lot of nerves, and then we sat down and realized like we can do this with this team. We just have to focus. It really also goes back to practice, like all the hours we put in on the film we watch, all the work we put in on the court was, was really what helped us today. And all the positive energy around us, we worked through it. Yeah, and Birdville, uh, again, they moved to 38-7. and seven. Some other ones here, uh, Byron Nelson, the, the number one team in 6A, only one loss on the year, got a scare early on because they dropped the first set to Flowermont Marcus before beating them in four. That's a pretty interesting matchup because I didn't know until uh, this morning, but it was sister versus sister uh, in terms of head coaches. Uh, Bree Barker over at Byron Nelson and, and Danielle Barker at Marcus. So that must have been fun for uh, at least mom and dad to watch. And then Weatherford uh, beat Lamar. Uh, Jordan Burks hit 1,000 career digs. Uh, Mansfield got by Duncanville. Molly Phillips with 16 kills. Glen Rose, Granbury, Arlington Martin also won. 
Prosper and Mansfield Legacy also uh, moving on to the area round. Before we sign off, we just wanted to give a quick shout-out to some former uh, DFW area high school stars that had big-time performances over the weekend on the college football scene. And we'll start with uh, former South Hills product and an All-American. That'd be Tylen Wallace. He's now a sophomore at Oklahoma State. Wallace torched Texas, uh, the Texas secondary, obviously. Some suspensions and, and some more drama going on there, but... Wallace had a monster game. Ten catches, 222 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, that's a car- and he also set a career high in the first half. And and sticking with with some action in the Big 12, Brian, who at Oklahoma had a big day? Kenny Brooks, uh, one of the top running backs that I've watched in high school. He's the Mansfield graduate, uh, now a redshirt freshman, Oklahoma. Really short day, only five carries, but 94 yards, which is. 18.8 per carry, two touchdowns as Oklahoma uh, blew out Kansas State. And then uh, Richland's Trey Self, former quarterback, 16 of 22, 280 yards, four touchdowns. He's over there at uh, Butler Community College. And then actually going to move in, indoors with uh, volleyball. Shelby Martin, who I covered, uh, was all state setter at Waxahachie, now sophomore at uh, East, Cent- East Carolina. She had a triple-double, and she had 34 assists, uh, 14 digs, and 10 kills. It was actually the first triple-double in East Carolina program history. That's 41 years. They had played, uh, you know, 1,300 games prior to Sunday night, and she's been close. Uh, Actually, a couple times in her career she's been close. She finally got it, and, uh, you know, she got that first one. Shifting back to Brooks real quick, those college football, the first college football playoff rankings, I think come out on Tuesday evening this evening. So could find out if Oklahoma is in the mix there, see if they, they how close they actually might be. Hopefully some of those undefeated teams, uh, Notre Dame for one, uh, you know, pick up a loss in Oklahoma, maybe sneaks back in there and we could see Brooks more uh, and continue to produce both, both in the Big 12 title game and, and maybe potentially – the college football playoff but as we always do we'll wrap up the show uh with a few scheduling notes brian if you have any final thoughts and what uh what stories you have coming out in the next couple days and and when and where people can look to find them uh you can always find all our stories at uh, star-telegram.com and dfvarsity.com uh you know you have volleyball scores by district pairings already up We'll have the uh, AP rankings for football. That's already up. Five things coming up Tuesday. Power rankings Wednesday. Also have our little Texas high school football picks for week 10 on Thursday. Uh, Also look back at some week 9 leaders who led the area in yards. And then later on, also going to have some cross country uh, tennis. You could also find my Carter Riverside volleyball story. That's already up on dfwvarsity.com. And then Thursday, before I hit the football game, actually going to head out to Eaton High School there in Hazlitt. Uh, you know, NASCAR's going on this week here in Texas. Uh, NASCAR driver Joey Gase, he's going to be there at Eaton to honor a, a late uh, student who's an organ and uh, tissue donor. So kind of looking forward to, to talking to Joey about that. 
Yep, and uh, look look for that story and all of those items as well as Drew Davidson, who usually is our TCU writer. He'll continue to do that, but he, he also moonlights as our NASCAR and golf writer as well. Multi-purpose, very talented. So look for all of his coverage for the, the NASCAR uh, race coming up this weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. Obviously, the, the NASCAR playoff chase is going on. So if you're into that, keep an eye out for that. And uh, as always, everybody, enjoy the games this week. And Brian and I will be back to talk about it next week as we uh, only a few weeks away from the playoffs.